that's an episode of Culture Sports, and we got Lamont finally back on the show. Um, really, you know, for you to be back on, and we finally made it. The championship game, Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year, where every team fights for. Unfortunately, Colts ain't there. They, you know, them side of the choke. And yeah, who, who would have thought at the beginning of the year, Bengals and Rams? Not me. <laughs> Not me. But it is what it is. And before we start this, guys, um, Lamar, what can they find you at? You can find me at. You can actually find Cultural Talks on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. All right. And before we start, guys, please hit the subscribe button part of the culture game. And let's about this matchup. This right here is definitely, you know, an intriguing matchup, you can say. One half, you know, you got the Bengals who nobody thought we would make to this far into the playoffs, even to the playoffs at all this year. But the confidence of Joey Burrow and the confidence of them getting to the playoffs and being the Kansas City Chiefs early in the season and beating them as well, too, to get into this game has given them the most up confidence where they feel like they're on top of the world. And to the Rams, all chips in. They gave up every goddamn first-round pick. They don't have a first-round pick until 2024. Basically telling you, we're all in just for this little run right here. Because at the end of the day, the NFL, you don't get a longevity run. You're not the New England Patriots. Most teams get a three-year run, four-year run. This right here is – they're in the middle of this window right here. Because maybe two years from now, the window will completely close, and who knows what can happen. But like I said before, they traded for – um. Jalen Ramsey a few years ago gave a bunch of first-round picks, traded for um, Von Miller, traded for Odell, traded for Matthew Stafford. So right now, all chips are in, and right now it's, it's paving the way, you know, for them getting to the Super Bowl. And before I start, Lamont, we, can we both agree, like, the past Super Bowls in the NFC have been kind of super teams in a way. If you look at the Bucs, uh, Brady, um, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Goodwin, Mike Evans, Sue, uh, Leto Fournette, White, like, that was their super team. And right now you look at the Rams – you can say they're a legitimate super team. Are, are we heading towards, you know, a new era of super teams, would you say? I mean, yeah, but Brady, kind of, I mean, last year we knew Brady had a super team. But even before that, look at Mahomes. Mahomes is having the same teams with big-name players. <clears throat> the thing with the NFL is they they write you off when you get to a certain age, but you can't do that. Like, look at Odell. Oh, he's a problem. Oh, Von Miller, he's old. Uh, but then when you pair them with quality players and then they, you know, they add Matthew Stafford. Mind you, this Rams team isn't at full strength. Robert Woods is hurt. Like, we're in the NFL where it's super teams, which is is ridiculous because, like, a team like the Texans, Jags, they're never going to be anything. Who wants to play there? The Browns, if you think about it, too, the Browns, too, it's going to be a situation where, like, there's nothing beneficial for me there. A lot of these super teams, look, but, I mean, look at the Packers, too. They're technically a super team, too. It's so many, there's a few teams that you could be like, yeah, they're super teams, which is retarded. All right, so going back, now I want to do, on my breakdown, I'm going to do comparisons. You got Joey Burrow, Matthew Stafford. As of right now, I'm going to take Joey Burrow in this category with quarterback. Agreed. Running backs, you have Cam Akers. You have um, Mixon. Joe Mixon. I'm going to take Mixon like, in that category. Uh-huh. Now you get the receivers. You got Cooper Cup, who had a phenomenal numbers year. who has been a key factor in third downs, especially in the playoffs. And then you have a rejuvenated Odell Beckham. And then the Bengals side, you have 
Jamal Chase, an outstanding rookie receiver, probably the best since probably you can say Jefferson, Jeff, just Jefferson or Randy Moss or Odell Beckham. The, the list go on. And then his sidekick, T. Higgins. That right there is a true, true, you no know, deadly combination right there. But for me personally, this year alone, I'm going to take the Rams receiver. But if you know Cooper Cup having you know, one of the best years ever statistically wise, and you having you know rejuvenated Odell Beckham, tight end. <laughs> The Bengals, uh, uh, his tight end, I think last name was like Uzumaki. I was like, what? But it's like something, something starts with you. I'm, I, I'm not going to butcher it. And then with the Rams tight end, you have uh, Tyler. Can't remember his last mm-hmm. name before, too. Yeah, he's a, he's a good receiver um, for right there. I think Uzumaki, um, that's what I'm to call him. I think I heard. I think he might be out for this game. I'm going to go with Tyler. This is the situation. And then you're going to go offensive line. This is a no-brainer. I'm going with the Rams offensive line. I am still frightened from that Tennessee game with that nine-sack game has, you know, really got me petrified because, you know, I'm going to talk about it later on, but the other side of the Rams is just surely got some big, big names who can get it after the quarterback. And but the Bengals offensive line against the AC Championship game held up pretty good. They did get um, Joy Burrow, you know, out of pocket a bunch of times and made them, you know, budget throwaway passes. But for the offensive line, I'm going with the Rams. Now everyone's the defense. This is a no-brainer. I'm going to go with the Rams, obviously, because you got Aaron Donald. I don't know if you see um, in the last game where he's pointing his finger, I want this ring. I'm getting this ring this year. And then behind him, you got Von Miller, who's been playing fantastic football. And who, don't forget, who was his MVP in Super Bowl 50 in that game. And then the backfield, you got Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to say Jamar Chase is going to win this um, one-on-one battle with Jalen Ramsey because last week you saw what Mike Evans did in that 90-yard bomb. Granted, he, t- he did take him out for most of the game, but all it takes is one big play. But that front seven of the Rams, I feel like is going to be the deciding factor for me in this game. And when it comes to defense, I'm going to go with the Rams and then special teams. You got Matt Gay, and then you got the kicker for the, for the rookie for the first, um, fifth round who has the most up confidence. I believe he's like perfect from 50 plus yards this year. And that right there, I'm going with the Bengals when it comes to special teams. Right now, Rams are favored by four points. The Rams are home. Back-to-back years, the home the home um, team has made it to the Super Bowl. This is why the NFL bought LA to Los Angeles for to win the Super Bowl. The NFL is going to get what they want. I'm, I'm sorry to say my head is telling me pick the Rams. My heart is telling me pick the Bengals because Joey Burrow, I think, I believe is he's seven and oh when it comes to um, clinching games. And I think, and I think of those games, he has only thrown for two interceptions, like 17 touchdowns, some crazy stuff like that. Like my heart is like, yo, Kevin, pick the Bengals. My head's telling me take the logical choice, take the easy choice. And I'm going to pick the Rams in this game. Because I just feel like you have so many players who have, you know, so much, who's been through so much so much adversity in their career. Like, they want this, you know. Matthew Stafford, you know, whoever thought, like, you know, was he even a good quarterback or was it just Detroit? That there was Detroit. And then you have Odell, who was a castaway in, in the Browns. You would say, maybe Odell's really not that good. No, it was Baker Mayfield. And then you had Von Miller, who, you know, since the Peyton Manning left, the Broncos has been steadily declining every year and year out, and you're saying maybe Von Miller doesn't have it anymore. So right now, these guys, and just, you know, don't forget Aaron Donald, you know, who played his ass off. He played a good game against the Super Bowl against the Patriots, is that 
played against the GOAT. When he plays against the GOAT, shit like this is going to happen. I feel like, you know, he understands, like, we, me and you can attest, because being Colton Eagles fan, it's hard getting back to the Super Bowl. In the past 20 years, both our teams have been there twice, and we're one for one. It is hard to, be, to get back to the Super Bowl. And Aaron Donald knows this might be my last chance, because maybe next year, the NFC is only going to get better, let's be honest. So he knows I'm going to play my ass off, and I feel like Aaron Donald is going to be Super Bowl MVP in this game, and I'm going with the Rams. Disappointed in you. Um, fantastic. Every, every, (laughs) this is exactly why I will not pick the Rams. Think about it. Every team that was supposed to win, what happened? They lost again. The Bengals is the only team that is not supposed to be here. Again, like I said, uh, two weeks uh, uh, for the game two weeks ago. If the Bengals can just give Joey Burrow a little bit of time, just a little bit, they could give him the same a little bit more time than they gave him against the Chiefs. These this Rams team doesn't stand a chance. Uh, I'm I don't care. You, you brought up Tom Brady. You said he was the goat, correct? Yeah. You're gonna watch the changing of the gods. You're gonna see the baby goat right now. You're gonna Joey Burrow is gonna show everybody why he has that that just the it factor i i just i mean if you're gonna bet money you're probably gonna bet the rams let's be real their home team first of all any any team that plays the rams could be a home team because they don't support the rams so let's be (laughs) um but when you're talking about hunger um yeah i don't think we're really putting in factor how hungry these young kids are these young kids are really out here to prove a point like joey burrow wants to prove like now nah, this is my league now tom brady's gone whose league is it right now he's going to stamp it like this is my league jamar chase already showed you he's arguably the best receiver and he's probably going to end his career being the best receiver ever if he doesn't get hurt cooper cup he had great numbers he also has a great ass offense him and robert woods him and odell I mean, it's not really hard when you're getting single coverage. We've seen two plays from Jamar Chase of like 60 yards, and he literally had like five people around him and he scored. Uh, all I keep hearing, and then I hear Jalen Ramsey like, oh, he he's up for the challenge. Oh, this is what I want. <laughs> he's going to bite off more than he can chew. That's how I feel. I feel like Burrow and Chase are about to have and I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a great game, but I think it's going to come down to Burrow and Chase just being too much. I just – I don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm riding with the underdog. And at this point, I just don't see – oh, Von Miller, Aaron Donald. Cool. We've seen Aaron Donald shut out of the Super Bowl, essentially, like not the huge plays. To t- nah. Stafford, sorry, you're a great quarterback. We all knew it was Detroit. Odell, we knew it wasn't you. We knew it was New York. We knew it was Baker. You know, Vaughn, we knew we knew Von Miller had it. Come on. Anybody who said Von Miller didn't have it, he was coming off an injury. Come on. But I don't like Jalen Ramsley like that. So I hope he gets cooked <laughs> for like 300. I hope he gets cooked for 300. Uh, he's too cocky. His the defensive coordinator going to talk about I'll put him up against anyone in history and we'll dictate the game. Stop. All right. All right, buddy. <laughs> After that, I was like, I hope you lose by 30. But 
honestly, I'm rooting for the Bengals. This is a like I said, I just feel like this team is literally we I said it like a few defensive pieces away from being a good de- like a very good defense. They're in the Super Bowl with a mediocre defense that speaks volumes. NFC is getting harder. The Rams don't win this. You probably won't ever see them back. Sorry. You got to think like Kyler Murray looks unhappy. Russell Wilson looks unhappy. DK Metcalf looks unhappy. If those guys stay into an NFC team, um, the Rams' chances are going down. Uh, Odell's a free agent. You have no first-round picks for like 13 years. I mean, I like Aaron Donald, but I don't really like the Rams. So I'm just going to go with the Bengals, dude. (laughs) So – this game goes two ways. I, I obviously go obviously two ways. I feel like this game is gonna be a replication of how it was last year with the Kansas City and Buccaneers game, just because how Kansas City's their fault for that game was that horrific offensive line where they just blitz, 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 and got to Mahomes all day long. I feel like the same thing can happen again. That's what I'm truly scared. Like Super Bowls are not fun when they're blowouts. Let's be honest, they're kind of boring. Like we kind of, I think you was over my house last year. It was pretty much over by halftime. We're like, yeah, this game's pretty much over. Like, it, I don't, re- I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's how I remember what it is. Like, it, it was just that bad. Yeah. And I'm just hoping for you know a, a, a great game. I am going with 27-20 in this game with um, Rams winning. And let's talk about the halftime show real quick. This right here can be a legendary halftime show, probably the best ever since what you can say Michael Jackson. You can say with um J Lo and um Shakira. Janet, Janet, Janet. J- but we, you can't forget Jalen Shakir. That was an amazing. After that, I know, but... after that COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> but this right here can still be something legendary. You know, you got Snoop, Dr. Dre. Um, you got Eminem, Mary uh, J. I believe Mary J. Like my that line. And who you know they always bring they're gonna be a special guest. So that right there is gonna be something truly amazing. Let's not forget like this halftime show can be the best of all time, in my opinion. What do you think? I think white America is gonna be very upset about this halftime show uh but i want to i want it before before i get into that i meant to ask you you said 27 20 i'm going like it's gonna be like uh 30 to like 27 or some something crazy but you said blitzing who's their other cornerbacks besides uh ramsey name one okay you can't exactly so who's stopping t higgins nobody that's the why i think like if you blitz you're gonna still get beat because there's two great receivers it's not really one but anyway i think this halftime show is going to be amazing um i'm kind of nervous because you never know like the like i just like again white america man how are they gonna take to it like, are they going to embrace it or are they going to be like, you know, all over Twitter and Facebook talking racist shit? Like, but the performances, they better be amazing. Uh, it's COVID. We, give us something to look forward to at this point. A good Super Bowl after last year and a good uh, performance would definitely do wonders. Too many big names. If it, It'll be very disappointing if it's not great. That's Isn't Kendrick right. Lamar on the on the? Oh, he has Kendrick. He probably may release some new new music. He, he releases music once a decade now. This dude really said, "Oh yeah, like Kendrick Lamar's a bum." But okay, <laughs> anyway, go. So before we move on to uh, some other topics, where was Super Bowl? Do you think they're going back next year to Super Bowl again? <sighs> see, but it depends on which team wins. I could see the Bengals um 
the Bengals returning because they have so much cap room and they have draft picks. A young team like this, think about this, Kev. You're a free agent, right? So you're whatever, top corner, top safety, top linebacker, top DN, whatever. This team wins the Super Bowl, and they're going to add you to a defense that was mediocre in one. Now you could be the key piece to it. Now, the Rams, they don't have money. They don't have picks. Um, NFC is getting way better. I don't really see that road for them is so much harder because I don't even think they have enough to re-sign Odell. So they're still going to be a good team. They're not going to be like this. I think them getting Odell and them getting Von Miller kind of was like a shot in the arm of adrenaline, but I don't, they win. I don't see them coming back. The Bengals win. I think we're in for like Tom Brady Jr. That's what I, that's how I feel. It's how scary this offense is. So if the Rams win, I don't think they come back. The last time NFC went back to that Super Bowl was the Seahawks, and ever since then that hasn't happened again. And we can be honest, for, I think for the past what since maybe since the Cowboys, where you've seen going back to back, you know, winning it all. You know what I mean? We have not seen that in NFC. NFC is year on year in and year out different teams. Ever since, let's be honest, that's how tough that NFC is as a whole to collectively. When you go to AFC, it's usually Back in our era, Peyton Manning, Big Ben, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Joe Flacco, Peyton Manning. AFC gives you the same quarterbacks year in, year out. And after this year, the Bengals go into that class with Kansas City Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals. That's it. Those are the top three dogs as of right now in the AFC. And right there, they'll be contending year in, year out between the division around AFC championship game, guaranteed. Quick question. Right. What's up? You're the Bengals, right? I believe I believe they're supposed to have around like close to they have a lot of money. Would you if you have the opportunity, right, to make this offense completely unstoppable and bring in Devontae Adams, is that something you think of doing? Because you got you they do have Tyler Boyd, but they're trying to trade him. So you still need someone to be your third or slash slot. Or do you get a Chris Godwin, another great player to go there? Or do you focus on defense for this team? For me personally, um, I wouldn't do that because Joey Burrow's contract is coming up soon and the Bengals will make him the highest paid quarterback of all time. Um, I will go with, um, I, I forgot, he played for the Saints. He's going to attack um, Armstead. He's going to yeah, demand yeah. a lot of money. And I feel like if the, the Bengals get him, that could really help them solidify that uh, offensive line. And if you're going to get another third receiver, I'm just going to draft and get me a good slot receiver or possibly move to Higgins to the slot and get that second big receiver to go again with Jamal Cherry. Because right now, I want to help that offensive line. Because let's be, let's be honest, to win, in, win this league, quarterback, line, and defensive end. So do the more traditional thing. And I feel like they solidify that, that, that left tackle position and working on the line little by little. That so, would be scary. So why the Colts ain't win? They got a good DN, no good DM. offensive line, good quarterback. So we're not here to talk about the Colts right now. We're talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, okay, my bad for asking. My apologies. So Shannon Sharp had some interesting things to say about the Pro Bowl that happened the past weekend. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl since I was in high school, maybe since when Sean Taylor had that infamous hit. Sean Taylor, I mean, Shannon Sharp was saying that, oh, this is – 
bogus, don't play. Um, there's not real football. The whole thing is, like, for me to say is it's an all-star game. You're not going to give it your all. These kids nowadays are just there to have fun going to Las Vegas as party. Look at Alvin Kamara. He should never went to Vegas because right now he probably ruined his career right now. I don't know if you saw that picture. I saw the picture online. He beat the shit out of that guy. End of the day, you don't punch somebody in the face for no apparent reason. The guy had to do something. You had to put a motive to Alvin Kamara. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is not the same. And let's be honest. Even when we were kids and, and these, these guys were playing, they weren't giving their all either. They were just throwing bombs, having fun, flea freakers, you know, trickery plays. Like, who wants to give 100% in, in the Pro Bowl where next month is free agency? Lamont, you're, you're, you're a number one receiver. You're in the Pro Bowl. I tackle you. You tear your ACL. Your money's gone. <laughs> the NFL, your career exp um, expansion fam is um, not that long. Especially if you're a running back. <laughs> you got a solid four years and that's it. So the Pro Bowl... It's just to have fun. You, you're not there to generate ratings or nothing. You just have to pure, have fun, see a bunch of your friends, your boys that you've seen all year long because due to the schedule. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's all about fun. And I, I don't agree with Shannon Sharp. What's your thoughts on that? I feel like I don't want to watch them play touch football, though. For that, I go watch kids play flag. Um, Darius Slay made a good point, though. He's like, ours is our, – our Pro Bowl is a month after some players have been not playing. Why not do it in the middle of the year like every other sport? You want us to come after the season to play football? No, like that's not how it works. Like, and I understand the injury aspect and stuff, but like, again, the Pro Bowl used to, it used to mean something. I just literally seen where the AFC was dancing with Chad Johnson. They were up like forty-four to twenty-seven. NFC storms back and were dancing when they were winning. I mean, when I watch football, I want to watch football. I don't want to watch, you know, uh, uh. granted, in our era, they were, they were, it was just high powered offense. Because if I'm not mistaken, they did have rules like you can't blitz the quarterback. And I mean, but if we're playing man to man and I get beat 13 times, I mean, it just shows that I, yeah, I, I'm not putting effort. But at this point, the, what's the point of the Pro Bowl? Because now, like you said, now it's in Vegas. Camara beat the beat the dog shit out of somebody, <laughs> and now it's now it's hit, like you're already a running back. Your life expense uh, lifespan in the NFL is already small. Now it got smaller. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's tough because as a fan, I want to I want to see I want to see a game. Even if you're giving me fifty percent, don't give me zero percent. That's how I feel. <laughs> Like, come on, like, it should put a little effort, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, if Tom Brady's there, you think Tom Brady ain't throwing touchdowns? Like, he's not playing hard. He's not yelling at dudes. It's Tom fucking Brady. He's just competitive. I think that's the problem. We're in an era where being competitive is, like, negative. Like, no, I want to win. Oh, well, at least I tried. No, I shitted on you. <laughs> like, no, like, I don't know, man. It, that's It's tough because I understand your point. But I understand Shannon's point. Like, when he played, they were getting cracked. And mind you, this is like when Lawrence Taylor was doing lines and then going to hit people. Like, come on, son. Like, come on. Like, yeah, like, nah, you don't want to – like, that's – I mean, I don't know, man. NFL's all about money, so it doesn't matter. They're not – I don't know, bro. I think the last time Tom Brady played in a pole ball, I think, was our freshman year. 
Yeah, because he because he keeps making the Super Bowl. He can't <laughs> play in him. He's a fucking asshole. Miss miss a Pro Bowl. I mean, go to a Pro Bowl once in a while, dude. Come on. All right, so before we end it with our NFL football talk, we're heading to some crazy NBA that's been happening for the past few days. I want to talk about the phone, um, the fans voting in Facebook. Sixty percent picked the Rams to win. I accidentally picked the Rams on Facebook. Just kind of <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident. Well, all right, and on Instagram, 56 percent people picked the Bengals to win this game. So who who who's who's the smarter social media? The Facebook or Instagram? Only time can tell. Thank you for everybody who voted. I greatly appreciate it. We'll, do, we'll be doing more voting, you know, probably in NBA playoffs and do more from NFL season. We'll be doing a bunch of, you know, cool things next year. Just, uh, you know, integrate the fans as well, too. And not always just me and Lamont. It'll just be you guys as well, too. So, Lamont, let's get some NBA talk right now for the, the final few minutes of the show. Can I just oh. go off real quick? Let me just go off real quick. Go ahead. Okay. The Portland Trailblazers have to be one of the worst organizations I've ever seen, and I'm going to say why. You have one of the best point guards to ever grace this earth in Damian Lillard, Dame time. He tells you, I want to be loyal like the Greek freak, essentially. I want to bring a championship here. Just give me some help. Right? You know what these cocksuckers do? The complete opposite. We're going to tear this team down, and we're going to bring – mediocre players and hope you can elevate their game. Okay, time out. Let's say this again. This is one of the best point guards in the league. If anybody, if anybody's going to go at Steph shot for shot, bucket for bucket, it'll be him, right? And all this man asked for was like, hey, can you give me some help? What they did was spit in his face. For that, Trade them. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to tank? I got the perfect trade scenario for you. You trade Dame to Philly. Philly trades Ben to LA. LA then trades Westbrook to you. You want to tank? That's how you tank. Don't do this to one of the greatest players that I've ever gotten to see. And you trade CJ McCullum for like four dudes that three of them we don't know of. Josh Hart, we know of. And he's not that great. Like, are you really like, this is what you don't even want to win in the NBA no more because they can't tell me this is trying to win. Eric Bledsoe, Justin Winslow, that's who you're trading for. And you're giving up CJ McCollum. Like we're not going to, we're going to act like, yes, he's inconsistent. A lot of players are, but when he's on fire, him and Dame will hit both hit you for 50. And they'll still lose, but that's Dame's fault. That's CJ's fault. That you could get a hundred from two guys, and then maybe it's the big man that you traded for years ago, and he's just scared of the playoffs. It's not that. Like, if I'm Dame, I'm right now. I'm like, you'll trade me. I don't get trade me or cut me right now. That's it. I'm not playing for this team another day, another second. Like, I'd rather see him go super team with LeBron than what he's going through right now because it is is is. It's unjust. It's unjust. It's like he's getting punished. Giannis, and, and if you listen to Giannis after he won the ring, he was like, oh, now if I leave, I won't feel bad. Dame is telling you, y'all haven't given me nothing. I haven't done – just give me a few people and I'll stay forever. And it's like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> you going to stay anyway. Like, All right. Why you can't get mad. Players do. Players 
business decisions. There is zero loyalty in the NBA. Damian Lillard has been saying year in, year out, I am never leaving you guys. I love Portland. I want to bring a championship here. And Portland is like, nah, bro, we good. And it's going to bite him in the ass now because you gave him, we gave away the second best player on the Blazers for Josh Hart and Larry Nance Jr. No, they, no, they traded Larry Nance. Oh, they traded Larry Nance? Okay. Yeah, so, they got like three dudes I never heard of. All right, that, that's even worse. <laughs> and I, I was just reading before that, that oh, um, Portland had opened a $20 million in cash space to have over $60 million to spend in the offseason. What star is going to want to go to Portland? We live in a big market league now. We're either going to the Knicks, we're going to the Knicks, I mean, Nets, we're going to Miami, we're going to LA, we're going to the Clippers, we're going to the Warriors, we're going to, you know, Houston. We're not going to a small city. Big players are not going to a small town. Not going to happen. I promise you that. James Harden, just I'll talk about later. James Harden reportedly saying, I'm not resigning next year. He's not going to Portland. He's probably going to Dallas, Miami, New York, LA. Like, he's going to a big market, let's be honest. And that right there is going to bite Damon in the ass. And to the point that he has to come out this week and say, yo, I mean, he has to go by tomorrow, four o'clock, trade me now. Because as of right now, he's just going to have a wasted career in Portland. And we're just going to know him as that guy for being too loyal and a bitch in the ass, and you got nothing in return. Because I promise you right now, Portland like in the big start next year. All right. Now, what you said, right, 60 mil, that's cool, 60 mil. But it's like you said, who's going to go there? I mean, unless there's talks of people going to play with him, like, you know, they do this, players do this. Unless Dame already knows who's willing to sign there and, like, how much they want a year, which is super tampering, nobody's going to go there. And, I mean, James Harden and Damian Lillard would be amazing. That's not going to win you a championship. Uh, You still need, like, like, man, listen, 60 million, and they're probably going to give, like, they. I seen them give a guy one year, like, 20 million and he was like a backup so it doesn't matter what you're doing with your money if you're not spending it wisely you still have a center there who hasn't produced in the past three years doesn't you need a big man whether it's a stretch five four whatever doesn't but like you said who's going to go play there me and you don't even want to go play there like like so like come on man says a lot so before we get we got Aaron the show, um, it's just been reported that James Harden is not playing tonight because of trade trade rumors. Yeah, and right now Philly is very heavy contention of getting James Harden, and I told you today this marriage of the big three of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden <coughs> was a complete a complete hundred percent failure. I believe all three played together for I think what sixteen games or seventeen games. Granted, they did produce wins when they played together, but injuries, controversy between the players and all that stuff. I said it before the beginning, it was never going to work out just because you have so much ego in that room. It's just it's crazy. James Harden, you know, demands the ball. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, you know, he, with him, you know, being sometimes a distraction of the team. Kevin Durant, um, maybe d- d- double-guessing himself for him because low-key back of his mind, sometimes he says back, like, I fucked up. I had it easy and Golden State. The easiest in my life of playing basketball. 
at Golden State to the point that Brooklyn lost a lot of death when they brought all three of these guys in. A lot. To the point a year ago before everybody came here, we're one of the best young teams in the NBA. Let's not forget. Russell, um, LaVert, um, Jared Allen, a bunch of other players I can't remember. Joe now, Harris. You had a great you had a great team, man. You ruined it for these three players. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. It's gonna bite you in the ass because next year, Kevin might leave, Kyrie might leave, and you have nothing in return besides a million first round picks that's probably not gonna get you nothing for the next couple of years. And if this trade goes down with James Harden and Ben Simmons, this elevates the Sixers to a whole nother level. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. It probably puts them to be favorite to be the Bucks as of right now, or be Miami, or be um Chicago. Like let's be honest, that uh, they're just one piece away, a star away from being truly great. And if they this happens between now, we're the recording show, or tomorrow four o'clock, be, be don't be surprised if Sixers come on the East next year. I want to say this though: the the only way that that trade is not worthless is if you get Ben and somehow because they're getting Ben and you're supposed to get Tybal. If you get those guys and then you win the championship, because then even though you went through hell with the guy, you, you then traded that guy for a championship, which I don't see happening. But like you said, James Harden and Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, that's a scary ass team. There is a trade that I wanted to, to talk to you about, right? So Indiana trades with Sacramento, right? And like, so you trade Therese, Hal Burton, Buddy Hill, and your favorite player in NBA history, Tristan Thompson. They go to Indiana. Sacramento gets Sabonis, who is a – he's a fucking star, let me tell you that. Yes. Justin Holiday, who has been balling, and even Lamb has been balling lately, and they get a second-round pick, right? But I was thinking, I'm like, how mad would you be, Kev, right? If you're the star player of the Pacers and you're like, man, I got to get out of this shitty situation, and you go to the Kings, <laughs> it's like shitty to shit. It's like, come on, like, can't win, bro. And I think Sabonis is amazing. I think he's an amazing player. He can shoot, he can pass, he can do everything. And I think he'll do good with um, De'Aaron Fox, though. But I still don't see him doing nothing in, with that team. Pacers robbed the Kings, let's be honest. It was a complete 100% robbery because they, you get Buddy Hill, you get Tyler, who's who's up and coming great player as well, too. Pacers right now just have got them a good young core now. To, they're going to be, you know, potentially next year fighting for the um, bottom seat of the playoffs next year, let's be honest. And the Pacers get another, maybe a little up and coming star or something like that. They, they can be a top five team in the NBA next year. Why not? Indiana has a great fan base, great arena. No, um, they've always been good in the NBA. They've always been one of the consistent teams year in and year out. Like, if they get another a, a, a good player next year, don't be surprised. They're either, either top five to – they could be next year like the Atlanta Hawks was last year, let's be honest. I think it get them a good start. Yeah. And uh, Kansas City. Um, Sacramento Kings, um, <laughs> they're getting worse and worse and worse. I think the last time they made the playoffs was, was 2006 or 2005. I don't know one of those things, but – Whatever you guys are doing is not working, and that was horrible trade. And everybody. and then Tristan Thompson, you know, he he's gonna love in Indianapolis because he's gonna be doing some wild shit out there too. <laughs> All right, so he's like new women. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing I'll we'll talk about before we end this show, um, 
Ben Simmons. This has been a, a complete, utter failure on his part and his agent. Mind you, his agent is from what um, agency? Clutch Sports. And right now, just because LeBron James doesn't mean you're going to you know, get the best out of everything just because um, you're in the agency with LeBron James. It doesn't work like that. You're going to have to fire your agent because right now, you have lost $19 million this year in fines alone. And you're going to lose another $12 million if you don't pay the rest of the year if you don't get traded. You're going to lose $30 million. And sitting now, when you gain nothing, you gain zero leverage this year. Um, maybe if it came back, let's be honest, let's just say he comes back. He, he came back in the beginning of the season. And he played, you know, the typical way Ben Simmons always played. His trade value would still have been the same and would have been, you know, a tradable, you know what I mean? But since you, the whole world, the last time we saw you was you choked in game seven. That's the last image of everybody has of you. And nobody wants to give up a lot for you. And he's thinking, you know, oh, James Harden got his way. Anthony Davis got his way. All these big players got their way. Is why? Because they're superstars. Ben Simmons is a good player. He's not a superstar. Let's be honest. He doesn't elevate a team. He plays phenomenal, phenomenal defense. Our nurse, he's a great rebounder, great passer. His offense is what has holding him back from elevating his game to being, you know, LaMelo's already the best player in the Hornets franchise. <laughs> One of the best players in franchise history already. Lonzo Ball, <laughs> Ball has elevated his game. Even though he got hurt, but this year alone, he put that work in and he elevated his offensive game. Ben Simmons, you haven't really done much besides, you know, sleep with IG models, which is pretty cool, but you know, want to be known for basketball, that's you're not really known for nothing for um, besides choking. And right now, you, oh, you get a great F for what you did this year for holding out because you got nothing and you were gonna you get traded to Brooklyn. Be, you thought Philly was worse. Remember, you're in New York, the media mecca in the world, they are going to demolish you every time you do something wrong. And I hope you prepare for that, Ben Simmons, because it's. This right here, this net stop right here can possibly be your end of the NBA or you just become a journeyman. And like I said, complete utter failure on Ben Simmons and his aging part for this year. Man, everything you said was was extremely true. I was talking to someone today, my brother-in-law, and I was like, if he would have played and balled out, he would have landed wherever he wanted. He could have landed wherever he wanted, but because he took that way out, unfortunately, He's in a bad position, honestly, but let's be honest. Instead of everybody saying he was going to be the next LeBron, we should have called him what he was, a 6'10 Rajon Rondo. We put too much pressure on this kid. Uh, Clearly, Philly wasn't for him. Uh, I mean, he's mad that he was criticized for not showing up. That makes sense, man. That makes perfect sense. Now I'm mad that I sucked and I'm going to lose out on $32 million. It, it, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Perfect, bro. Oh, I have mental health issues. If it's true, then you should get help. Like the Sixer said, we got a doctor for you, but you don't want to do that. That's where it starts to become a little fishy now. Um, hopefully Ben um, goes to a situation where he can win where he can, you know, get his confidence back. Because, honestly, it doesn't look like he's confident at all. I don't know, man. Maybe, I don't know. We may have seen Jimmy left the Sixers, and now he was a – remember, Jimmy said it. 
and he was basically a crybaby. I mean, shout out Embiid. Miami will welcome you whenever you want to come, you know, whatever. But Ben is Ben is on the way, like you said. He's going to be like a journeyman. Um, and he's going to – now you're going to come back. You're still going to want 40 mil? Yeah. Good night, folks. <laughs> and, so we're sure is that the Sixers are winning games without you. And then Beams has been playing on another MVP level game where he's been averaging about, I think, for the past 10 games over 30-plus points. Like, he's saying, yo, dog, just let you know, we we don't need you to win games. The hug just let you know, we don't need you. We'll lose here and there, but it's fine, but we don't need you. And that right there just makes it even worse on Ben Simmons' part. But Lamont, definitely, definitely great show. Uh, great to have you on. And can't wait for next week's um reaction after Super Bowl. Let's see who was right. I can't wait to do debate this next week and talk about the NFL awards this Friday as well too. On the mark, real quick, MVP Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Fuck this. <laughs> All right, Lamont, <laughs> where can they find you at? Uh, you can find Cultural Talks at YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Also, comment below. Let me know who's going to win the Super Bowl MVP. And uh, greatly appreciate it. Hit the subscribe button. Part of the coaching again. This is Culture Sports.